says these words is in the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also amen you know the bible that we use this verse many times because this is how we continue the vision of evangelism reach and then discipleship and teach and then send to planting churches amen we commit the word of God into faithful men who become disciples who will be able to teach others also, and one day we'll send them out, amen, to go plant churches. How many know that's the vision? Amen. Praise God. And God's going to continue to do it even here. Come on. Somebody ought to get excited tonight. Amen. We get excited. The gospel continues to go. Amen. So we got some exciting, we're going to do something exciting tonight. We're going to have disciples in the making. Amen. We have three mighty men of God that are going to come out here and, and light themselves on fire. Amen. We're going to watch them burn. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. But before that, um, I took on a challenge from, uh, from Pastor. For those, uh, just to let you know, Pastor's in, in Costa Rica for, uh, for a few days. Amen. Um, and he is excited. He's really excited about what God is doing here also. Amen. And the challenge is this. Y'all ready for the challenge? Y'all ready for the challenge? Here's a challenge. He said when he comes back, he, he expects his place to have grown. Amen. Amen. So, so I think we're going to take him up on that challenge. Amen. We're going to take him up on that challenge that while he is gone, we're going to grow as a church. Amen. So here's the first challenge. This Sunday, this Sunday we're going to pack out every seat in here. More 9 o'clock service and 11 o'clock service. We're going to pack out every seat in here. Amen. So the challenge is for us to go find to go, how many can just go grab four people, each one of us, just go grab four people and go invite four people? How many, how many would ch take this challenge? Here you go. That's one, two. Come on. Come on. Don't be scared of cat. You got neighbors. Hey, man, let's take this challenge. And you know what? When he comes back, he goes, what in the world done happened here? Amen. Because God had showed up. Amen. 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 So we're going to have uh, uh, Jesse... Uh, then Brian and then John's going to close us out. Amen. When they come out here, give them some amens. Amen. Get them excited. Amen. As they preach. Come on up. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> amen. Praise God. Serve an awesome God. He uses the people that are lower than the lowest too. It's awesome what he's been doing and I want to uh, speak about reaching towards the goal through Christ Jesus. You know, most, most of us, most of you know my testimony about, you know, what I came through, the life that I used to live, you know, living numerous addictions and, you know, the way that I used to be, you know, with people around me, you know, not caring too much about anybody but myself. And I was giving my testimony, hoping that it encourages somebody else that is going through a similar situation. But in, in God's word, he says in Philippians, I'm going to read 3, 12 through 14. He says, pressing towards the, the goal, not that I have already obtained or I'm already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I'm going to keep going to 15. It says, therefore, let us as many 
as are mature, have the mind. And if anything you, you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Keep on going. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already obtained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. This verse, you know, every time I read it, it touches me. Um, you know, knowing, you know, it's not easy walking the walk. You know, it's not easy. And, and you know, God tells in his word, you know, we're going to have trials and tribulations, in, you know, in our walks, you know. The day we, you know, we decided to follow Christ, you know, it, it was, when he touched my life, it was something that I, I couldn't contain. I mean, I couldn't hold it in. I was like, man, you know, I'd be just, just feeling his presence all over me. But, you know, one thing that keeps me going is, is reaching out, keep reaching out, you know, to, to what's ahead. You know, our call, I mean, our home is going to be, in, you know, in heaven with him. You know, but, you know, we need to leave what's behind us, behind us. You know, yeah, it, it's awesome to give our testimony, but if we keep on holding on, say, to the worldly music that we, used to, you know, we used to listen to or, or talk the way we used to talk, you know, every other word was a cuss word for me. You know, even at home, you know, how do we act at home? You know, do we act a different way at home as, we, we, you know, we're in church? You know, we've all been coming for a while, so, you know, we're all family here. But I want to encourage you guys that and it's time for us to keep pressing through, to keep, you know, seeking, you know, the will of God, you know, for us to keep doing what we, you know, we are called to do. You know, we got to change our ways. You know, there's times that, you know, we get so caught up in, in living life and, you know, we forget what our, what our goal is, what our call is. I got another verse out of... Let's see here. It's a Mark 8. It says in his word as well. When he called, when he had called the people to himself with his disciples, also he said to them, Whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and that gospel will be saved. That's an awesome verse right there. That you know, just, just, you know, thinking, thinking about that, you know, knowing, I mean, just, you know, he called us by name. He called us to do something for his kingdom. And it's an awesome thing, just, you know, just, you know, it's hard to grasp that at times. But, okay, guys, I'm going to get into my notes now. Sorry about that. But <laughs> it says, um, okay, I already gave a little bit of my testimony about what I used to be. Um, you know, church, we are not perfect. We all make mistakes in our daily walks. But we walk, we have to die to self, like he said in this verse, to take up our cross and forget our past. You know, keep pressing towards the goal. You know, God has touched our lives to reach out to our family, you know, to our friends that are still out there in the world. You know, you know me, the biggest thing he's been dealing with me is, I, you know, feeling sorry for myself. You know, we can't be doing that no more. You know, it's, it's not about us anymore. It's about reaching the lost, you know, doing his will. And, um, you know, for so long I held on to that. You know, I was like, all my failures, you know, I was like, Lord, you know, help me with this. You know, always, you know, regretting the things that I did, you know, in life and, and just, you know, thinking that I'm not better than anybody else, which I'm not, you know. But God will keep using us. You know, he'll keep, you know, we deny ourselves to him. You know, he'll keep using us for his kingdom. And, you know, just he used the smallest, you know, he gave his life for us, you know, and. A quote that I have, it says, you know, let go of the past so that God can open the door to your future. You know, God has so much in store for us, you know, for our families, for our friends. You know, it's, it's about them. It's not about us anymore. You know, and there's times, you know, I mean, me personally, I've came to church. There's times I didn't want to come to church because of, you know, just things that were going on around. But, you know, we got to get past, you know, we got to get past that. You know, we, have, we need to let God and, you know, 
lead our way. You know, if we start going by feelings, we won't get nowhere for his kingdom. We'll be stuck. You know, we'll be comfortable. We need to press through it and keep, keep moving forward. You know, it's hard sometimes, but, you know, with prayer, everything is possible. Prayer gets me through, through so much, and, you know, it's, just, it's an awesome thing, the way we, you know, he can do in our lives, you know, to reach out to others. It says, okay, Luke 9, 6, 2. I'm going to say that I'm going to read out the verses that we can write them down or if you want to go to them for time. But, says, but Jesus said to him, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. I know pastor always, you know, talks about that as well, you know, that, but in the word where, you know, they burn the plow, you know, that we, you know, we wouldn't go back to our old ways. And there's times we got to cut off certain things, you know, in life, you know, the things that we used to hold on to, um, you know, me like worldly music, that's one thing that I mean, that would get me going, get me crunk, you know, living in the world, doing the worldly things, you know, and, and that's one of the hardest things that I had to get, you know, let go, but I did, you know, all that I hear is, is worship now. And that's something that, that, you know, keeps me going. I mean, man, just staying in praise and worshiping, man, it's, it, you know, th- you know, those are one of the biggest things we have, we have to let go of, you know, music. That's what keeps me, you know, um, going forward. <laughs> yeah, God is awesome. You know, it's, <clears throat> I already said it's not about us. It's about, you know, reaching the lost, um, you know, we're all, we're all going to have struggles in our walks, you know, but just know that God will get us through those trials, you know. Whatever it is, you know, God will get you through it. Just keep trusting in him. Keep seeking after him, and, you know, he'll make your way straight. You know, in Philippians, it says, you know, we can do all things through Christ that gives us strength. I have a verse out of Isaiah 43, 18 through 19. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up, do not perceive it. I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the waterlands. You know, God will make the way for you, whatever you're going through. You know, there's times you're going to feel like, you know, we're not under, we're not, we don't understand why we go through things sometimes, but God, is, God puts us to those things to build us up so we can use that for other people and to help other people that are going through similar situations and and just know that God is with us through every step, every step that we take. You know, the day we gave our lives to him, you know, he's with us. Galatians 2, uh, 2, 20 through 22. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God. But if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. Just thinking about that, you know, thinking, you know, that he chose me, you know, out of the lowest, you know. Um, you know, I lost a lot of things in life, but, you know, God, oh, man, he's, 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 he's powerful. It's amazing. You know, seeing what he can do in our lives, you know, to reach out to others. And, you know, we're, I'm not worthy even to be standing here, but. You know, if it's if it's for him, it's all for his glory. And, you know, we've got to keep pressing through, keep having the right heart, and, and he'll use us. You know, he'll use it. You know, he'll get, us, he'll get us out of our comfort zone, you know, to do his will. See how much time I got. Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, Matthew. Let's go to another. Matthew 6.15 says, but if you... 
do not forgive others their sins. Your father will not forgive your sins. Another thing that, that he's dealt with me a lot was, you know, forgiving others, people that have hurt me or, you know, people that failed me in life, you know. And that's one thing that's got me going, that we got to forgive others. You know, we got to forgive them so God can, you know, continue to work in us. You know, it's a lot of times that we, you know, go through feelings and, and you know, that's not the way that God wants us, you know, to, to live. You know, we got to keep pressing through and, and just keep, keep seeking after him. I mean, that's one thing that, that keeps me going, you know, just surrendering myself to him. You know, out of Romans 2, 7, he says also, it says, to those who by persistence is doing good, seek glory, honor, and mortality, he will give eternal life. That's our calling, church, eternal life. You know, that's something that, you know, we, we, we can look forward to that, you know, that, you know, we're going to be with him one day and, you know, you know, we're, we're running low on time. You know, we need to keep pressing out, keep reaching out to the lost. And, you know, there's times that we get comfortable. We don't want to, you know, go out and reach out because we're nervous or fear something or scared. But, you know, God will get us through. You know, he, you know he'll, he'll lead us. Second Corinthians 5, 17 through 18. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Powerful, powerful word. Uh, Luke uh, 962. Uh, Jesus replied, no one who puts a hand to the plow, I already said that before, looks back. You know, for looks back, is it fit for service in the kingdom of God? You know, we got to burn those things. We got to burn those piles and keep, keep pressing through. I have a couple of points here. It says, you know, the world says, believe in yourself. The Bible says, believe in God. The word says, you are wonderful. The Bible says, you are a sinner. And unless you repent, you will perish. The world says you can do it. The Bible says let God do it. The word says, the world says, discover how wonderful you are. The Bible says, discover how wonderful God is. The world says, you just need to change your attitude. The Bible says, you need a change of heart. You know, planning without God, it's failure to you know, acknowledge God. And the next time Satan messes with you, Matthew 25, 41, it says, the next time Satan reminds you of your past, remind him of his future. A couple more verses, close out. Second uh, Peter 3, 10 through 17, it says, the day of the Lord. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God? Because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. 
Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Be steadfast, therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things. Be diligent to be found by him in peace without spot and blameless. And consider that in the long suffering of our Lord is salvation, as also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, has written to you, as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to understand, which untaught and unstable people twist to their own destruction, as they do also the rest of the scriptures. You therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, beware lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked. Church, we got to keep pressing, keep pressing and keep, you know, reaching out to God, you know. You know, the world wants us to fall. The world knows that God has, a, you know, the enemy has, knows that God has a plan for our lives. You know, we need to step up as a church, as an individual person here. And keep doing his will. You know, don't let the enemy, you know, put you down. You know, he's going to remind you of your failures, of your past. But keep seeking after God. You know, God will give you that strength that you need to keep pressing through. And trust me, he'll come through every time. Don't give up in church. It's time to step it up, church. It's time to step it up for the kingdom of God. as further his kingdom. Amen. Love you guys. Amen. It's a great word. Great word. Some of those verses were verses that I was actually going to use on mine. Good thing that I didn't. This is actually the first time I've set the timer. I haven't gone over time. I haven't been kicked off before, but this is my first time I set the timer. Um, as I was getting ready to start off with the message, thought about having a couple jokes, but then I started thinking, I remember Pastor Dylan, when we'd have disciples in the making, he'd always start off with jokes. Pastor Dwayne always started off with jokes. So I'm going to just get into the word. <laughs> so as, as we're in this time of, of Christmas and there's all types of emotions, there's types of different things that go on in our mind, and we know we need to reflect on this at the time that Jesus was born, but I want to get into a little deeper of some more things that we should be thankful for. And that's Christ coming created everything for us. And it's a, it's a miracle when you really think about what it means to be born again. How the Lord could literally just change. Jesse was talking about being the lowest of the low. We all were the lowest of the lows. And he, and he saw something in us and he changed us. And just by his grace, we happened to hear him that day. And there's a lot of different belief systems out there. You have, <clears throat> you have Muslims that believe if, if I do more good than bad, I can make it to heaven. You have some, I don't even know if it's a religion, that feel like 144,000 are going to make heaven their home. But we serve a God that he just wants us to submit to him, and, and he'll do the rest. He'll change us. And he's a miracle-working God. If you're taking notes... The title of this message is Seeing is Believing. We'll start in John chapter 3. Say amen when you get there, please. 
So John chapter 3, beginning in verse 1, it says, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter in a second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter to the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. So as we look into the question that Nicodemus asked us, he said, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a, a second time into his mother's womb and be born? We get asked that question a lot of times, and we don't even realize it. How many times do people see our lives from a distance and, and say, how can this person who was doing the same things that I was doing now all of a sudden be changed? How is it not a phase? And, and you can get to the point, especially when you first get saved, to think, is this real? Can God really change me? Is this something that I'm going through and it's just a matter of time before I go back into my old ways? But Jesus, Jesus can change you. Jesus has changed us. Jesus changes, and, it, and just like he said, he said, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is of the flesh is flesh. We're all born into a fleshly nature. And, and none of us are too good to the point, myself included, where we can't go back to that if we're not careful. But Jesus just recreated us in the spirit. And, it, and it's one of those things, when I was in college, uh, before I got to college, I grew up in church. I went to church. I served in church. And <clears throat> it was more of a head knowledge than it was an actual belief. And, and there's something I believe in every single one of us that wants to be a part of something special or wants to make a difference. When I was in college, I joined a fraternity. And I try to kind of justify my reasons for joining it. And there's famous people who are a part of that uh, fraternity. It's a historically black fraternity. It was actually the first one. Um, you have Martin Luther King Jr. You have Thurgood Marshall. You have all kinds of famous people that did a lot. And I looked at it as like, okay, I want to make a difference or I want to make a change. So now you have to do a whole bunch of ungodly things that you can't really speak of to join. But it was something that I did. And, and at the time, I've I felt like there was some type of conviction that you can still make an impact without having to do all this stuff to be initiated. But at that time, I wasn't saved. And, and so I went along, and, and we did a lot of really good things. We, we did all types of community service things. We, we held different forums on campus. We threw a lot of parties, which wasn't good. But we did all types of things, good and bad, and it's easy to justify well, I'm making a difference. I'm making a change. I'm, I'm doing what I feel like I'm called to do, which is be a part of people who want to make a change, want to make a difference, do something positive. And we reason all in ourselves unless it's from God. And even during those times when I would know that this isn't right, this isn't how I was raised or brought up, 
we'd still try to justify it. And that's where when Jesus says that which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. No matter how many times we would try to reason within ourselves or think, okay, well, it's okay because I'm doing the more good than bad kind of thing. That's not how God called us to live. And a lot of times when we're witnessing or we're praying for family members or whatever the case may be, it's easy to forget we were in that same spot. We were in that same spot where we were trying to reason. I remember I was talking to one of my friends, and we were talking. It was probably an hour. I was just letting them talk, and it went from I believe to nature to this and that, and it was just like, and I got to the point where I was kind of just tired of the conversation. I was like, man, let's just be real. You know what you're supposed to do, but you feel like you're not ready to make that, that decision. And he was like, yeah, that's true. I was like, could have saved an hour. But <laughs> when you've known somebody a long time, they don't take it personal when you say that. So it, it's one of those things where we have to allow God to change us. When I was going through all that stuff, when I was in college and living all types of crazy ways, I would get to points where I was like, you know what, that's not right. I'm going to stop. And I would stop doing certain things for a week, maybe two weeks. Then I'd go back to the same old ways. And that's where it comes back to that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that's how God can do a miracle. He can take somebody who's tried to change situations on their own. And God said, no, once you submit, I'll change it for you. If we can go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Time is going pretty quick. I hope I wasn't going over time in the past. That would have been bad. Nothing more embarrassing than getting kicked out in church. First Corinthians chapter four, beginning in verse four. It says, but even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus, the Lord, and ourselves, your bondservants, for Jesus' sake. So God is the one that's doing all the work, and he's letting us know that this world is veiled. We had a veil over our eyes where we, we didn't understand many of the things we understand now. And I'd like to share a story, it's a true story, about a man named Zach. He, uh, he grew up in a Muslim family. Um, his, his grandfather was an imam, so that's like a pastor. And um, their tradition was the firstborn son would be an imam too in their family. But for whatever reason, they chose him. And he was the second born. And he studied, he, he was an imam over three different mosques. He was really loving what he did. He actually got sent out. So just how we send out people for Christ, they're sending out people for the evil one. But he got sent out to Nigeria, and he was, he was uh, an imam at the mosque, and he ran into some Christians, and they actually became friends. And he would say once a week, whenever they were in town, they'd always have arguments over the Quran and the Bible. And he would say he'd always win, and they would never have any answers. And one time, he just kind of got frustrated with arguing back and forth between Islam and Christianity. And he was just basically told them, well, you guys just leave me alone. 
and they said there was a there was something going on at a stadium that was just a drive away, not too far, but you couldn't walk there. And they said, if you could take us there, we'll leave you alone forever. So he, he agreed that the next time they were going to come, he would take them to the stadium. So just so happens that day, his landlord, um, he needed to watch his landlord's daughter. His landlord's daughter was 12, and she was paralyzed from the waist down since birth. So he forgot that he was going to have the girl in the car with him, but he, he took him anyway. He just wanted to get rid of him. So they go to the stadium, and he said it's crowded, and he's, he's all the way in the back. So he parked his car in the back to try to ask, um, how do I get out of here? I just dropped some friends off. And then it was so crowded, people thought he parked to stay. So cars parked behind him, parked in front of him, so he was stuck. And at the stadium, he said um, he just – he heard somebody saying something about Jesus. And he was like, well, I got to get out of here because my mosque is not too far away. And if they see me in a place like this, I could be killed. So the friends leave and he's stuck. So now he pretty much has to wait. So he's with the girl and it's hot in the car. So he, he carries the girl out of the car and he hears somebody saying, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And he said her leg just starts to shake. And he was like, that's weird. And then they hear Jesus again, and the other leg starts to shake. And the girl was like, put me down. And he was like, I can't put you down. You can't walk. And, uh, and the girl bit him, actually. The girl bit him. So he dropped her, and she started walking. And he was like, I have to get out of here. There's some type of voodoo going on. And he was like, I don't know how the name of Jesus could do something, but I got to get out of here. So later that same week, he's praying, and they have loudspeakers that they pray, and uh, so the whole community basically can hear his prayer. And when he was supposed to say Muhammad, he said Jesus Christ of Nazareth in the middle of his prayer. So he got kicked out of the mosque. Um, his brother had to help him get to Canada because they were going to kill him, and his parents didn't, uh, denounced him, everything. So he was in Canada studying. He was like, I'm done with, I don't want anything to do with Jesus. I don't want anything to do with Islam. He was like, I'm just an atheist. And then he got to the point, this was in 97, where he wanted to take his life. And he said he already had the pills lined up. And um, he heard a knock at the door. And he was like, this is, this is Canada. In Canada, they're going to call you in advance. They're not just going to show up at your door. So he goes to open the door. Nobody's there. Here's another knock. Nobody's there. So now he's like, what's going on? So what he did was he started stomping like he was walking back to his room, but he was at the door so he could catch the person knocking because this was the night he was supposed to kill himself. So he hears another knock, and he opens the door, and he doesn't see anybody, and he hears, your mother and your father can forsake you, but I'll never forsake you. And he was like, I've never heard that voice ever. And he said, <laughs> he was like, well, I remember what happened last time I said Jesus he was like, so I still don't want anything to do with Jesus. And, um, and just one thing led to another. And the next thing you know, he gave his life to Christ. And it's one of those things where, like the title says, seeing is believing. A lot of times we can share the gospel, we can share a verse, but if people don't see it in us, if people don't get a demonstration of God working in front of them, it's, it's tough. And we can get to the point where, as believers, we feel like, okay, well, I know that, and I'm born again, so are you, so what? But in Job, 
real quick, Job chapter 42. As I was going over this verse, I was like, Lord, I do not understand this translation till I realized I was in Psalm 42 instead of Job 42. But I'm going to get there this time. Job 42. So we all know Job, and Job is a man of great faith. And Job says, I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes see you. So as believers, we need to get to the point, definitely myself included, where we're continuing to pray for God to just grow our faith even more. We know the word says without faith, it's impossible to please God. So whatever the the situation may take, a lot of times it's a trial. A lot of times it's something we don't want to go through. But if that's what grows our faith in Christ, that's what we need. And my time is up. (laughs) Amen. 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 How many excited? Amen. Awesome. All righty. So I'm going to go straight into it like Brian, Brian said. We're going to go straight into it. If, we can, if you can turn your Bibles into Mark 4.35. And while you guys are turning, I kind of cheated. So I, I typed my stuff up. So I'm already there. But I just want to thank God for this opportunity. You know, getting enough out of, for me, it's always been getting out of my comfort zone. I wouldn't be up here if it was just uh, for God putting pastor in my life and pushing me to be out here, man. I really wouldn't be able to do this by myself, and it's exciting to be able to have just opportunity just to be able to be up here and doing God's will. This is what he wants us to do, again, like, like he said, I'll reach, teach, and send. Hey, if it's God's will, it's God's will. Amen. Amen. So on Mark 4, 35, on the new, well, I, I went off of the New Living Translation, and it says, as, as evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus on the boat and it started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat and it began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping in the back of the boat with his head on a cushion and the disciples woke him up shouting, teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the winds and he said to the waves, silence and peace, be still. Suddenly, the wind stopped, and there was a great calm. Then he asked them, why are you afraid? Do you have no faith? So if you guys can pray with me real quick so that we can start. Keep it going. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for this day, Lord. Thank you for the day that you have made, so we'll be glad and rejoice in it, Lord. We thank you. Just soften our hearts and soften our minds, God, and just speak to us the way that you want, me to, want us to hear it, Lord Jesus. We love you, and we give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So verse 37. To me, when, verse, when I was reading verse 37, and it said, But as soon as a fierce storm came up, high waves were breaking into the boat, and, the, and it began to fill with water. I think we've heard it so many times, but I want to say it one more time. Right now, in your life, where you're at, you're either about to enter the storm, you're in the middle of a storm, or you're getting out of a storm. Amen. And we're talking about those storms that, it's those, those health storms. We're talking about those physical storms, the, the financial storms, the emotional storms, those kind of storms, the ones that surprise us, the ones that, don't, the ones that don't knock. They just open the door and, hey, I'm here. Hey, we all have those friends too, right? <laughs> Amen. But those kind of storms, the storms that we keep praying for and we keep praying for, 
but they're still there. The one thing that I, when I was reading, when I was working on this message, and it was it was awesome because it was it was touching my heart while I was going at it. But it said one thing that I, I I saw, and it said one thing. It's hard to realize that we ask God to change our situations, not knowing that He put us in the situations to change us. Amen, amen. That's to change us. So on verse 38, when it says the disciples were were waking him up, or the disciples woke him up, shouting, "Teacher!" Don't you care that we're going to drown? You guys know where I'm going with this, right? You guys know. This is those questions that we have at that point in times where we're, we're, we look like we're beat down and everything. And God, okay, God, I'm tired. I need you right now. I, I, where you at, God? Right? right? Or am I the only one that kind of hears those prayers sometimes? But, but, yeah, there's those times where, God, please don't take this away from me. I need this. Or, God, where are you? Or, God, why are you not answering my prayers? Man, I thought Brian was going to get into my message when he started talking about Job. I said, well, Job 13, 15. Well, he said, though he slay me, I will trust him. Amen. And all over this place right now, and, and just reading of verse 38, when it was talking about the, the, the disciples were going up to him and, and, uh, and waking Jesus up and, hey, are we, are we just gonna really just going to let us drown like that? Man, the disciples have seen so much stuff already in the past. They saw so much stuff. They heard the parables. They heard things. They saw things, and they still doubted. Guys, that's, that's still us. That's, that's us. There's times in life where we've seen things, but I know how oh God, hey, he's too close to me right now. It, it happens. It happens. But like I said, Job 13, 15, though he slay me, I will trust in him. God wants us to grow. So every single day we should be able to wake up. When you're having your prayer, your morning prayers, we should be able to wake up and hit that, say, say God, hey, God, just make, make me a stronger man today. Make me a stronger woman today. Don't make it an easy day. We can all go through these easy days easy. Hey, but God, I know there's going to be a storm coming. Please make me stronger. Amen. Amen. And off of Paul, off 2 Corinthians 12, and it says, And lest I should exalt, exalt above measures by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in my flesh was given to me, a messenger from Satan to buffet me. To beat me, lest I be exalted above measures concerning these things, I plead with the Lord three times that it may be it might depart from me. He said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take my pleasures and infirmities, my reproaches and in, in needs. And persecutions and distress for God's sake, for Christ's sakes. For when I am weak, I am strong. Amen. So for when I am weak, I am strong. On verse 38, when he said, when he said, uh, when he went back to, to go wake up Jesus, Jesus was in the boat with them in the storm. So we can't, we can't forget that Jesus was with them. Jesus is with us every storm that we go through. Right? Right? He's right there. He's right there. Jesus didn't jump off the boat and said, all right, this is it. Guys, you guys are free to go through a storm, have fun. I'm out. He didn't say that, man. God was right there with them everywhere. Amen. So when Jesus woke up, on verse 39, when it says, Jesus woke up and he rebuked the winds and he said to the waves, peace, be still. Suddenly a wind stopped and there was a great calm. When he asked them, why are you afraid? 
Do you have no faith? Do you have no faith? So that's kind of the question where I'm, I, I was going at with me today or with me this whole week, this whole, when I was writing this message and God was speaking to me, I said, where, where is each other's faith? Where is your faith right now? The storm that we're going, the storm that you're in, you got to keep praying. We got to keep praying, keep fighting for God. God will say to you one day, or God will say to you in every storm that you're in, peace be still and a great calm will come upon you. Amen. And those, those storms, you know, they, we tend to think those storms, we magnify, we look at those storms so big, but our God's bigger. Amen. The things that we go through in life, it's, and I, I was, it was funny because when I was going through this message, it was, it was cool because, you know, I know my brother, he's a big Marvel fanatic. And at the end, we always got to stay to the end of the Marvel movie to see what's going to happen at the end of the, for the next trailer, the next movie. But we know what the Bible says. We know, we know how this story is going to end. So the storm that we're going through, we already know how it's going to end. So we don't got to stay the whole time just, just sit back there, sit and enjoy our popcorn. That's all we got to do because God's God got it in his hands. He's going to take over, and that's it. That's it. That's the good part about it. On Hebrews 13, 8, and it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I think, I think that right there is one of my top favorite verses on the Bible. Just because it, it's, it's a promise that everywhere, like you said, God, Jesus was in the boat. He was with them in the storm. Well, he is the same yesterday, today. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is with me in my storms. He is with me in my storms. Second Deuteronomy 31, 8 says, he will never leave us nor forsake us. Amen. So that's, again, through our storms, through our battles, through our, through our battles at work, through our, you know, those, those uh, coworkers that we have. Hey, those are the storms, but we continue to pray. Matthew 28, 20 says, and I surely, I am with you always to the end of the age. It's the same God that split the Red Sea. It's the same God that defeated Goliath. It's the same God that healed the sick. It's the same God that I'm pretty sure if we all stood up right now, we all have testimonies that he, that's the same God that did, that, that healed yours, your sickness, the same God that healed this sickness over here. It's the same God. But it's the same God that defeated Goliath that we, that we say thank you to. So if you ask yourself, you ask yourself every single, if you're asking yourself right now in the very moment, yeah, it's easy. Yeah, you're making it sound easy. But what, how do I get my faith? Where do I get my faith? I don't say it. The Bible says it. Romans 10, 17 says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. That's how we're going to increase our faith. That's how we get our, that's how we get grown. That's how we grow in God. When we continue to seek his word, continue to pray those morning prayers, those, and, and not just in the morning, but pray them throughout the day and stay in communication with them. Amen. We stay reading, stay praying, stay on the word. Faith is trusting God every single moment and every through our struggles, through our times, through our, through our tribulations, through everything, just trusting God. Hey, man, just got a couple more verses out of Proverbs 3, 5, and it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. For in your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. He shall direct your path. I, I, I'm loving these promises, these promises that God has put all over this, 
this message. I love it just because I know I can, we, can, we can all take this with us and, and know that the battle that we're going through, it's already been won. It's already been won. Amen. It's already been put in God's hands. Hey, that's it. That's it. On Psalms 56, 3 and 4, it says, Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear. What can flesh do to me? Amen. What can flesh do to me? Though he slay me, I will trust him. Amen. Amen. And last thought, last thought that I have before I close. I just want to share with you guys that God, let's not forget that God is the creator of time. God created time. So he will never be late. He will never be early. He's always on his time. Okay, so all the, all the things that we're going through is going to be on his time, his will. Amen. So let's not focus on the storms. If you're getting off of one right now, hey, let's praise God. Continue to praise God. But let's not focus on the next storm. Let's continue to give him praise, continue to give him all the glory, continue to be working while you're, while you're, while you're working over here, building over here, We're using two hands. Let's keep it, keep it going for God. Amen. Amen. But with that being said, if I can just get every head bowed and eyes closed all over this place. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Like I said in the beginning, it's a right now, right now, you're either entering your storm, you're in the middle of a storm, or you're exiting a storm. And all those things are gonna happen in life. Those are they're they're gonna happen. But for us to be able to understand that we don't have to wait till the end of the credits to be to know what's gonna happen. The fight's already been the, the fight's already been won. So right now, I just want to share with you guys is how many all over this place are in the middle of a storm or just in, are in the middle of a storm and just looking around on where do I start? Where do I, where do I begin? I want to start my faith. I want, to, I, want to, I want to build this trust with God right now. But where do I start? Trusting in the Lord, like Proverbs 3 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understandings. And in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. So if there's anybody in this place right now that wants to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, just raise your hand and put it, you can put it right back down. Or or how many all over this place have have been through the storms and have and have given up in life and just not had and and just well given up and want to rededicate their lives back to God has big backslided you can raise your hands and put it back down amen amen well so I know this is still the night still early I just we just get time let's let's get some time at the altar Let's just stand up and let's let's get some time at the altar. We still got time and let's just take our time and let's leave everything we have at the altars. Amen. We thank you. Thank you, Jesus.